Well, welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgia. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. And for this episode, we are so honored to have as our guest interview, Leanne Olivier, artist extraordinaire and filmmaker based in Pretoria, South Africa. Leanne's work features themes surrounding the divine feminine, and her latest evolution involves the Black Madonna, or as she likes to say, the Dark Mother of the Night. At the end of this episode, we will give you contact information, and I highly recommend exploring her creative works on her website. They are truly beautiful and reflect soulful images speaking out to us all, during our transformative times. As always, I want to thank my Patreon supporters and welcome new member Henry Sims, Dr. Christina Cleveland, and Donna Blevlin. Thanks to your generosity, you make this podcast possible. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. I'm so pleased to have you, Leanne. Welcome. Welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks. Thank you so much for having me. So I gave a little bit of an intro, but you are the best person to answer this question. And the reason I ask it is because when we were chatting before uh, we scheduled this time to be together, your artistic evolution, I think, is really fascinating. And I would love if you could share your personal artistic evolution. So professionally, I decided to take the plunge as a full-time artist at the end of 2015. Mm -hmm. And at that stage, I was already busy with my master's degree in fine arts, and I was also a part-time lecturer. Um, and I tried to pursue a career in art. Mm -hmm. And I got to a stage where outside and inside forces propelled me to go against that very, very ingrained belief that I had, you have to finish what you start. What you set out to do, you need to complete it. And I decided to quit my degree. Mm. Um, so that was a very, very big deal for me. Mm -hmm. um, I gave up lecturing and I pursued art. But I, it felt like the universe was really supporting that decision mm -hmm. because I won a very, very small and local art competition. And I also had my first exhibition proclaiming myself as an artist. And it, was, it went really, really well. Mm -hmm. So it felt like the universe was saying, do this, do this, do this. Um, however, if I take this answer even further back, I would say that I first proclaimed myself as an artist at around the age of eight, nine years old. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, when I, looking at myself, at my younger self, I often felt like there were things and emotions that I couldn't express in words. So art was the, you know, a, a, a avenue mm -hmm. that for me, a, a, a conduit to express myself. Mm -hmm. um, because I was really, really sensitive and I pick things up. Mm. And I even remember having my first existential crisis mm. at, at around like eight or nine years old. Yeah, and I, and I can't even quite remember what brought it on. Mm. But I just remember feeling a very, very deep sense of grief and sorrow, sorrow that I couldn't place. Mm -hmm. And it felt like... Um, 
you know, in Afrikaans we would say sonder oogklappe. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when the rose-colored filters of how you see life comes off, you are faced with a deeper sense of reality that and that death is part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that stage it was really, really frightening and I couldn't, I didn't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously now looking back um, and understanding death and valuing all the aspects of it mm-hmm. I can definitely now have a, have a new understanding mm-hmm. but at that stage it was it was hard mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this foreboding and grief was again manifested in my childhood mm-hmm. um, and it was also you know it was something that I completely forgot only to remember again in my 30s mm-hmm. but when I was smaller, I used to go through a stage where I would write stories. Mm-hmm. So I would just take a piece of like um, a stack of papers, I would fold it in half mm-hmm. and I would draw like little pictures on it and speech bubbles and so on, just create a story. Mm-hmm. And in this one particular story, I wrote the story of a family, mm-hmm. a mother, a dad, a brother and a sister, and it was like a representation of our family. Mm-hmm. To cut a long story short, this, in this story, the mother died. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow this almost became like a premonition of how my mother did die oh, wow. when I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. And it was so strange to me that I, I mean, I completely forgot this throughout my life. But in my 30s, where mm-hmm. I had a few succession of um, a few death nights of the soul, I yes, yes. Um, started remembering these things again. Mm-hmm. So I think... Art was also a way for me, and storytelling mm-hmm. was always a way for me to express the mm-hmm. things that I didn't really have a grasp on yet. Mm-hmm. The traumatic circumstances around my mother's death and trying to seek answers of, you know, the why, what, and how mm-hmm. was started at a very early age. Mm-hmm. So my earliest artworks show a lot of, has to do with existentialism mm-hmm. and and also connected to that is the theatre of the absurd, uh, uh, the nonsensical. Right, right. Which you <laughs> have a lot, of, a lot of material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of us do. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so it, and then my art started to morph more into the shamanistic realm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I encountered works like Supernatural Mm -hmm. by Graham Hancock, Mm -hmm. which made a very, very big impact on me. Mm -hmm. And I also became enthralled about the idea of the liminal space, the Mm in-between of contacting, the contact between worlds and where they come together. Mm -hmm. And with this, Mm -hmm. I also became really interested in... um, plant medicines and alternative healing mo- um, modalities mm-hmm. like um, the plant medicine ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And, and also just to put in a side note here, I think ayahuasca is the black Madonna of the plant kingdom. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Like it's just a theory, <laughs> but it feels to me the similar kind of energy. Huh. But... But I'll just leave it there. That's another discussion. Well, that's a, that's a huge discussion. And <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a lot of interest in the Black Madonna with that concept. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Someone should run with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
But um, so as my research into shamanism evolved, Mm -hmm. um, there were certain images and visions for Mm -hmm. artworks that started to evolve in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. So I saw people dancing and moving in all primitive ways, Mm -hmm. like the koi koi and sun Mm -hmm. around a fire in trance. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is also where I started using slip on my models, Mm -hmm. um, which we can go into a little bit more detail Mm -hmm. later. Mm And then um, in 2020, I had an exhibition called The Medial Woman, oh. De Medea. Mm. So she is the woman who stands in the middle, the in-between worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and these series of paintings were very inspired by the work of Clarissa Pinkola Estes. You yes. should probably know her. Yes. Everyone yes. should know her. Yes. <laughs> yes. The woman who run with wolves. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and these works had a lot to do with the feminine archetype. Mm-hmm about female intuition, about the cyclical nature of things, the life, death, life theme, Mm -hmm. and the process of rebirth. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the short version of taking so many different influences and trying to explain, Mm -hmm. if I can, how they all came together. Well, it sounds like um, your your process was very transformative in your own journey. Definitely. So what is your main inspiration for your art? Okay. So it is definitely hard for me to pin it down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many influences. Mm-hmm. And I'm always and I'm always constantly <clears throat> inspired by new ideas. Mm-hmm. I however I definitely think that death and the contemplation Mm -hmm. and the meditation of death is Mm -hmm. a central theme in my work. And I see this as a very, very positive thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that all the gurus and philosophers and teachers were right when they said that you need to die in this life Mm -hmm. before you physically die. Um, Because only then can you truly, truly live and fulfill what you were said what, why you were put here on earth. Right, right. <clears throat> and, um, and, you know, this also reminds me of one of my favorite sayings of the idea that you have about yourself mm-hmm. suffers from ideas it has about itself. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so there's mm-hmm. so many layers to this. And in other words, you know, what ideas do I have about the world, about other people, mm-hmm. about myself that needs to die? Mm-hmm in order to create space for the new, for the fulfillment, mm. for the birth. Um, and, and also what will serve the larger existence, mm-hmm. the, the evolution. Um, por al bien del todos, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the greater good of all. Mm. Um, but that being said, I think it's a very, very personal journey, mm-hmm. um, very distinct Mm-hmm. of going through this process of rebirth, mm-hmm. working and integrating one's own shadow. So I'm tr- not trying to make it all romantic. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of the hardest things mm-hmm. that you can do in life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but broadly speaking, my art is about syncretism. Mm-hmm. So it's an amalgamation of different religions, mm-hmm. cultures, schools mm-hmm. of thoughts, Mm-hmm. Um, I have mentioned existentialism, mm-hmm. shamanism, mm-hmm. working with archetypes, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in mythology, mm-hmm. deities, mm-hmm. cyclical nature of things, sainthood, mm-hmm. and what does that mean for the average human being and human potential here, now, in this world? Wow. wow. 
So what type of art do you create? And like, what does that news said something about this clay slip? So what methods do you use in your creations? Um, so this is a podcast. So if yes, I, I were to create, <laughs> were to paint a visual picture mm-hmm. for your listeners, mm-hmm. um, you will see figurative realism. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what that means is the study of humans, the mm-hmm. human figure, and portraiture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my subject or models are usually covered with an earthly substance, mm-hmm. the clay slip. Mm-hmm. So it's just a mixture of clay and water. Mm-hmm. And you can think of the texture of a mud mask or something. Mm-hmm. So that's the same texture. I also use ash mm-hmm. um, and also other substances like um, grounded up hematite, which mm-hmm. is also known as the bloodstone. It's a very mm-hmm. feminine stone. Mm-hmm. And then lately I've also been using ground up charcoal mm-hmm. and um, mica in my work. Mm-hmm. I think you pronounce it as mica. Yes, I, I'm do. not always sure how to pronounce it, mica. I, it just means that's it's how mica. I say it. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I mispronounce um, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, but it's M-I-C-A is how it's yeah. spelled. Yes, yeah. yes. But I just love, um, I love that combo. That is so amazing. And then, um, you know, for those who are not familiar with mica, mm-hmm. it's a rock mineral. Mm-hmm. Um, there are about 30 kinds, um, different kinds of mica. Mm-hmm. And the one that I am using looks like very, very thin, um, transparent paper. It's almost mm-hmm. like a booklet oh, wow. compiled of wow. hundreds of sheets, um, sheaves, like this, like this beautiful, transparent, um, sheaves mm. of crystalline structures mm. it's it's gorgeous i call it nature's glitter oh wow um, <laughs> we're all going to run out and, and get that at our little stone stores now <laughs> and then um so all of these different um substances have a different meaning mm-hmm. in in my work mm-hmm. so the clay slip for instance is about hummus mm-hmm. um Hummus. I'm, I'm trying not to say like the the dip that you eat. <laughs> the hummus. I think it's hummus. It's a Latin word for yeah. humility and mm-hmm. soil. Mm-hmm. So in essence, it's about going back and getting in touch with soil, with mm-hmm. things that ground us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that would look like, so if I work with clay slip, in, um, in a shamanistic ceremony. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would paint my model. Mm-hmm. And when I say model, it's like an ordinary person. It's a friend that I have that's now being my guinea pig. Right. Um, with, <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice in this. <laughs> Your art slave. <laughs> <laughs> so I would paint their body with this clay slip. Mm-hmm. I would put on drumming music in the background mm. Um, and then I'll ask the person to start moving their body around. Mm-hmm. Um, and this would usually happen in a garage or a, or a small space. It's mm-hmm. something that I would like to call the suburban cave. Right. Um, and then I'll set up my camera and I'll just start recording. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll also introduce things like animal bones and skulls mm-hmm. and horns. And I'm very, very interested where... The, it's almost like the, the, there's a coming together of the animal and the human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
you know, sometimes these horns or the bones become like extension of the human's limbs. Right. But I want to see where where they touch the body, where they protrude, where mm-hmm. is that, that integration mm-hmm. of the other, mm-hmm. um, the, the coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like it becomes animated. Mm-hmm. And, and this is also a ceremony of death, contemplation, holding the bones, saying, mm-hmm. I am going to be this one day. Right. I will return right. to the bones. And it's also, you know, the Sanskrit word, Tat Twam Asi, I am that. Mm. So no, it's definitely um, a meditation on death. Mm. And there's an exchange from being to being. Um, and, and with this also comes a discarding of roles. Mm. Being stripped of the roles and ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you can hear my That's dogs funny. in the background. They're running like race horses They're getting outside. very in- inspired by your talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to go back okay. to my idea, it's about the discarding of roles. Uh-huh. So that we either consciously or unconsciously take on Mm -hmm. so before you are a mother a father daughter wife teacher whatever your status your education Mm -hmm. anything in the world before your name the name that was given to you Mm -hmm. it's discarding all those roles Mm -hmm. and going back to the humus 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 Mm -hmm. the soul of your being Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when it comes to the ash, the connotations I have with the ash on the body is about purification and rebirth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for instance, ash is a substance that I used during a ceremony with a lady that went through breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And she had to have a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that process, again, was about life, death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, like the phoenix mm-hmm. that rises from the ashes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. important to know that the phoenix built her own fire and set it alight. Yeah. Wow. And then with the, um, with the hematite, that is something that I introduced into my work in 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's, it's, a, it's a bloodstone. Mm-hmm. It's very, very feminine. Mm-hmm. And because we as females are connected with the cyclical nature of things, the female mm-hmm. intuition and so on. And then currently... I'm working with ground-up charcoal and mica together. Mm-hmm. And these qualities are very, very much about the dualistic nature of things coming mm-hmm. together. You mm-hmm. cannot have the one without the other. Yeah. The dark, the light, mm-hmm. the infinite, mm-hmm. the finite, mm-hmm. grounding, transcending, mm-hmm. the dark abyss and ether and the brilliant light of stars. Mm-hmm. Um, in the portraits that I paint, you'll usually see a crown of bones or veils on my subjects. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, drawn to portraying my models with references to saint iconography mm-hmm. or a hand draw. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, it's an amalgamation of so many different things. Well, I had the treat, and I certainly invite our listeners to explore your website because the art is just breathtaking. I mean, it really, really is. And as I was observing this, um, it's very obvious to me that your art has evolved in the last several years, and I'd love for you to explore that and explain that, how, how your approach to your art has evolved in the last several years. Yeah, 
I, I think on one hand, maybe I only now have better words <laughs> to describe what I was actually busy with because it was it has always been about a searching. Um, but I think the main thread that has always been there is what does it mean to exist and what is our relationship with death? So there's definitely been an evolution in my thinking and having gone through quite a few of my own dark nights of the soul, you yes. cannot be the same. <laughs> no, can't. You will be forever changed. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, and I try to be very conscientious, not just about painting a painting, um, and, I, and, I've, and I've become more and more aware of this, that I think that all the things that I listen to while I'm creating an artwork, whether it's music or a podcast about spirituality, mm -hmm. philosophy, mm -hmm. psychology, um, human potential, social issues, right. mental illness, mm -hmm. and cures, astrology, everything, mm -hmm. that this is all channeled vibrationally mm -hmm. in, into my works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I know this might sound very woohee-woohee and mumble-jumble to mm -hmm. any person, but I do believe this, that what I feed my mind and my heart mm -hmm. and what I expose my artworks to, mm -hmm. that, that, that is captured mm -hmm. in the works, the, mm -hmm. like in the, in the fabric mm -hmm. of, the, of the canvas. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for the next person, like I said, they might think this is like, uh, I don't know <laughs> about that. <laughs> but for me, this is something that I have decided that if I want to honor a artwork and honor the person or honor the idea mm -hmm. that I'm working with, mm -hmm. that I should be very conscious mm -hmm. of the surroundings. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the evolution has, it's definitely seen in my artwork, but it just, it just comes from a place of the evolution inside my own being. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it seems to me that part of your evolution involves working with the Black Madonna. And I was curious when you started to work with the Black Madonna. And I think you've touched on some of these themes in your evolution. But what? how does this all relate to your work with the Black Madonna? So I want to be very, very clear. <laughs> I really did not set out yes. to to create a painting of the Black Madonna. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as I have mentioned, I have been working with the feminine archetypes for a few years now. Mm -hmm. The wise woman, the old crone, mm -hmm. curandera, healers, mm -hmm. la que sabe, she who knows. Um, so she's the one who knows the way of the world, the underneath, the in-between. Mm -hmm. And again, drawing a lot of inspiration from Clarissa Pinkola Esses, mm -hmm. the woman who runs wolves. Mm -hmm where she really also goes into depth about the archetypes and deities like Kali and the Black Madonna. And that's probably when I was exposed to her the very, very first time. But that she is the death mother and the creation mother as one and the same. Mm -hmm. um, so I have been working with, it, with these themes and it just naturally felt like she showed up in my work. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to say there is some hesitancy to call her the Black Madonna. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in one of my recent artworks, she showed up as Mother Night. Ah, okay. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. So 
as you have discussed in your podcast, mm-hmm. her name is very, very loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why refer to her as the Black Madonna and not the White Madonna as the White Madonna? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is so much ancestral and collective pain mm-hmm. around the subject. Yes. I am very aware of that. I am, and I'm very sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be very honest to say that I do shy away from the title, mm-hmm. um, the Black Madonna, mm-hmm. especially a white South African mm-hmm. living in a country with a racial and segregated past. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely questionable if and how you represent a black body in art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The idea of speaking for the other mm-hmm. is not your lived experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does feel like I'm walking on, on eggshells mm-hmm. um, and that I want to be respectful to this. And I know there are so many, many layers to this. And I don't have all the answers, but mm-hmm. but I am, but I'm also curious about the the hesitancy and reluctance that comes up into my being, mm-hmm. the questions that arise of, um, you know, can I paint her? Mm-hmm. Am I am I holy enough to paint her? Mm-hmm. And all these, yeah, it's it's all these, no, they're, you know, they're all these valid. questions. Yeah. I'm just being really, really very mm-hmm. honest. You know, mm-hmm. all these questions came up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did find out, especially also when I when I sought out um, material to educate myself, and then I came across your podcast, mm-hmm. and I just deep, you know, deep dived wholeheartedly into mm-hmm. this, and became completely enthralled mm-hmm. by her story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how she has been persecuted throughout all the ages, Mm -hmm. but that somehow she always seems to prevail. She will not be put down. She will not be destroyed. You can't. No. Um, So, and... And, you know, one of the other things that I recently read a beautiful article about the gifts of the Black Madonna that Mm -hmm. she can bring to us. Mm -hmm. Um, The author explained how important it was for the Black Madonna to be seen and acknowledged as Black. We need to say that she is Black, Mm -hmm. Um, especially during this time, Mm -hmm. that she addresses our fundamental phobia around rape Mm -hmm. and our superficial associations that dark and Black is connected to bad, right. evil, or subpar. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, we need to get over an excess of whiteness mm-hmm. of soul and culture. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Wow. So, what are the materials you work with when you create these Mother of the Night and all of these other amazing <laughs> creations that are peeking through your psyche? <laughs> So um, the portrait, Mother Night, Mm -hmm. was created using oil paint and a combination of mica and ground-up charcoal. And I feel that these, um, that the symbolic qualities of the mica and the charcoal are very suited Mm. to express some of the aspects that that I relate to or inherently feel Mm -hmm. when I contemplate the Black Madonna. Mm -hmm. Um, They... They represent the cosmos. Mm. The the charcoal is the dark space and Uh the mica is the light of stars. Uh And we cannot see the stars if we don't have darkness. Mm -hmm. It's the dark womb where all life and light comes from. Mm. 
And then, you know, the dualistic aspects of the charcoal and mica, the dark and light, also represent the counterparts of God. Mm -hmm. Not just God as father, mm -hmm. but that we need to acknowledge God as mother. Mm -hmm. Not just God as begetter, but God as birther. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, And these aspects also ties in with the alchemical transmutation of the soul. Mm. Albedo comes through negredo, the illumination, enlightenment, comes through the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. The charcoal is the burning, the death, the destruction. Mm -hmm. And through that, mm -hmm. the transformation can be birthed. Mm. And as I've thought about this further and further, where we are as a society right now, is I think we're, we're being pushed to a place where we need to start integrating the shadow, mm. where previously it felt like an option mm -hmm. to, I won't say, I don't want to use the word to upgrade your soul. Mm -hmm. I think it does, but it has something to do with evolution yeah. of saying, come on, guys, let's, let's get our shit right. together, if I can yes. be so... Yes. Straightforward to say that. Mm -hmm. And and I guess, you know, that's why she's showing up in in my work, but not just in my work, and that she's showing up more and more in the collective. Yes. I think that's the most fascinating thing is when I started all of this, it was, you know, 20 some odd years ago, and there were very few options. And now if you Google Black Madonna, it's like, Three, 33 million suggestions. <laughs> It's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you have told us a lot about what inspires you and calls you. Um, but do you want to flesh out a little more in what that means to you, the Black Madonna means to you as an artistic expression? It sounds like you were starting that and I interrupted you. So Yeah, I think I think that she represents the aspect of the, the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the amazing history that I have discovered about her. Mm -hmm. Um, especially through your podcast. You. Um yeah, no, I was I was completely enthralled and you know, I remember listening to a podcast. And after each podcast, I would say, this is what I learned about the Black Madonna today. And she was persecuted. And then they hid her in the tree. And then she just appeared. It's <laughs> awesome. I, you know, I was talking to a gentleman um, who's writing a graphic novel about, basically about the ancestral memories of uh, Latino. Um, yeah. But what, you know, and we were talking about how, you know, the modern modern art form of storytelling really is the graphic novel and that's certainly influencing theater like movie theaters mm -hmm. and I'm like you know these stories of these black madonnas are superhero stuff you know <laughs> flying I mean I'm going to do a podcast on a, a local black madonna here in the Balkans and it's basically about a black madonna that's flying through the air and I'm like no, this is super so. cool you know <laughs> I just think that's really cool. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's lovely to think about these things of the way in which she also evolves. Yes. That, you know, that she always 
she will always remain a a force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. She will. I don't know. I, I guess I. You know, first and foremost, I am an artist, so I always, I, I do struggle a little bit with words, yes. and I guess because I'm still busy with her and figuring her out, yeah. but I know, I just know in in my heart and looking out into the world mm-hmm. that I do think she does belong to everyone, and that she is the symbol. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think about her, from whichever aspect you want to approach her. Mm-hmm. But she is a signifier. She is a signal in our society of, you know, the wholeness yes. of the integration. She is complete. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way I see her. Yeah. She she has that. She has a knowingness. Yes. And and I think you know. Moreover, she is seen as a symbol of compassion. Mm. But but I think it's like a hard compassion. Mm. It's. It's a compassion that will not be messed with, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. So it's not a, you know, lying over and, and, and just letting things run over her. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it, it really does because, you know, I like art in general. I mean, and I can't say, oh, I prefer one genre over another. But my experience with these images is they're very different gestures. And... It's, it's a different gesture, whereas if you look at a Leonardo or a, you know, Leonardo or a Michelangelo or Giotto or these, these images of these beautiful Madonnas, and it's more of a, oh, you know, ah, but a black Madonna's, hmm. It's yes. It's deep. Yes. And it's, it's showing up. Yes. Yeah. And and the other thing I think is really interesting as I've delved into a lot of the the folklore surrounding particularly the Camino uh, and in northern Spain, there's all these um, there's a whole book of poems and stories that have been written around the black Madonnas of the northern Camino. And these Madonnas are what I call kick-ass Madonnas, you know, whereas you hear these, these apparition stories, I love you and pray the rosary and, you know, love one another. And she's, she's like, you're beating up children. I'm going to kick your ass. And And, and, I'm so glad you said that. I know, but it's amazing. She just, she swooped, she's a superhero, literally, for children, whereas if somebody's abusing a child, she comes out and literally, you know, sometimes kills these people that are harming. And, and, um, there's a, one story, apparently all along the Camino, there was a lot of adultery. And so there's all these stories of people that are committing adultery and how divinity gets in. And there's the one story of a woman whose husband goes to visit his lover every day at so-and-so time, and the wife is really upset about it. And so she keeps praying to the Virgin Mary, you know, kill my rival and mm-hmm. she kill my rival and at one point Mary appears to her and she goes you know I can hear your prayers but I'm not going to do that you need to stop that <laughs> and then she says you need to forgive this woman 
And and the wife goes to the lover and she basically says, you know, I've been wanting you to die and um, I'm very sorry and I please know that I know what you're doing with my husband, but I want you to know that I forgive you. And then the the lover sees the error of her way mm-hmm. and they actually become fast friends. <laughs> and I just, that's such a different story of the Virgin Mary. It's like so different. But I love how the answer to the prayer is, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't do that. <laughs> that's just wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. And and that she's and and so I really appreciate your insights that there's this and I think that comes through with these somber faces of these ancient black madonnas and I see in a lot of the modern work which you are part of that they are still very um, serious-looking women. They're very yeah. serious, but there's such an elegance to the beauty. And and it is, in my opinion, very earthy. But I love how you're saying we need the sparkle of the stars. And, and <laughs> to me... Thank, thank you very much for saying that, Stephanie. Yeah. I, I, I do think all the females that I paint definitely has this... A knowingness, a unflinchingness. Mm-hmm. They, they won't look away. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. face. So there's not there's and not there's not necessarily this condemnation or the critical look in their eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's just I know, I know what I know, what I know, mm-hmm. what I know. And I guess, you know, that's for me the power of art is in contemplating yeah. these things, and that you can sort of like. What I hope is that you can embody mm-hmm. this knowingness for yourself mm-hmm. because you do also mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's the major thrust of your artistic message that you wish to convey. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, you know, I do like to keep my art very, very open-ended mm-hmm. and that any person and I mean any person encountering my art, mm-hmm. that what they share mm-hmm. is, you know, enriches mm-hmm. the artwork and the experience. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's a, it's a very much a shared experience. Yes, and, it is. And in fact, I remember one time, this made a very, very big impact on me. It was, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was maybe around 2015. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I was part of a very small art exhibition, and this was in Cape Town. Um, and there wasn't an entry fee to the art fair. Mm. Um, so, so anyone from the public could just come in and walk around. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I saw this man, an older gentleman, looking at my artworks on display. Mm-hmm. And I just I went over to introduce myself, say hello. Mm-hmm. And I remember this man looking at my artwork and then looking at me with utter amazement, like his eyes completely lit up. And he, and he, and he asked, are you the artist? Did you paint this? Yeah. And, and I smiled and nodded, yes, I did paint this. And he said, you know, he was just strolling outside, decided to come in. I think he was killing time. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, but he pointed to the artworks and he, and he said, you painted my dreams. This is what I saw 
in my dreams. Wow. Um, and, and, and the image that he pointed to was um, a shamanistic scene mm-hmm. of, a, of this model with the clay slip da- mm-hmm. dancing with the animal bones and so on. And it was then that I realized, you know, you, you, you don't need a background in art mm. to understand art. Yes, I agree. It's, it's no matter what your education, what your culture, mm-hmm. none of that matters. Mm-hmm. But that art is, is, is a place where each and every person can come together mm-hmm. and, and there's a shared language. Mm-hmm. There's an understanding mm-hmm. of something much deeper mm-hmm. and that we don't have to say anything. Right. But that, yeah. like, I get it. Do you get it? I get it. Mm. And even if it comes from a different perspective, mm-hmm. but that that moment witnessing the artwork, you know, the artwork just becomes the a, a, a object, a thing to look at uh, mm-hmm. in this material existence. Mm-hmm. But that two people, two souls from different backgrounds, two strangers can mm-hmm. meet, and there's just a meeting of minds mm-hmm. and hearts. That's and so that is what I love about art. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So you've, you've obviously uh, woven this, but there's this, um, this quote that you have by Andrew Harvey. And, yes. Yeah, and I would Can love, I read it or do you want to read uh, it? I would like for you to read it because it sounds like <laughs> this has been very instrumental and inspiring your art with the Black Madonna, the Dark Mother, and all of that. Yeah, I, like I said, for me, it still feels like I am discovering her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the things that I fundamentally understand without words in my being is mm-hmm. that she is the death mother and the creation mother, mm-hmm. and that I do get with my heart and my soul. And, um, you know, I came across this quote by Andrew Harvey. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a beautiful, just sums everything up. And Mm -hmm. it says, The black Madonna is the transcendent Kali mother, the black womb of light out of which all of the worlds are always arising and into which they fall. The presence behind all things, the darkness of love, and the loving unknowing into which the child of the mother goes when his or her illumination is perfect. And I believe that. <laughs> it's like it, the, smoke, it, the uh, joke is we need to smoke a cigarette. It's so, it's so beautiful. It's like, <gasps> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah, he's and I, really... And I guess, you know, if I can just break it sure. down, there's one part that I... That made me stop in this quote and where he referred to the loving unknowing. Yes. And I guess for me, that was also, and this is just my interpretation of it, but when I refer to the my own process of discarding roles, mm-hmm. that forgetting about the idea that you have about yourself mm-hmm. and loving, going back to that essence, the loving unknowing. Right. You know, we come to this world and we... We learn so many things, but at some stage we need to unlearn yes. things. Yes. And that for me is that. Mm. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> so uh, how can people find you? And also, uh, do you have any galleries or shows upcoming? 
that people should know about if they're in (laughs) South Africa? (laughs) So most people can connect with me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I am on Facebook, but not a lot. I'm much more, um, you know, on on Instagram. So people are more than welcome to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. I am at Leanne Ulifir Art. So that's L-E-A-N-N-E-O-L-I-V-I-E-R Art. Okay. Um, so they can find me there. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a website that I need to update, mm-hmm. but that will happen very soon. It's gorgeous. And that's, all. <laughs> and that's also leannewolifir.com. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of upcoming shows, um, there is a possibility of having a show in Venice. <gasps> But uh, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> so, and, and I'm also in a space where I, previously I would have a deadline and a gallery in mind and I would produce a body of work. Right, right. But this time around, I'm feeling I want to produce a body of work mm-hmm. and I want to give it time. I want to give it the, the space and respect that it mm-hmm. needs for its completion. Mm-hmm. And then I will decide. Mm-hmm which gallery mm-hmm. um, is going to be the right fit to, mm-hmm. to honour these works. Yes. Um, that's, that's sort of, you know, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But these new works that I'm producing also has to do with the darker aspects of the feminine mm-hmm. and, and the mother night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, very excited. Mm. I'm extremely excited about this new body of work. So you'll also, now what I'm hoping to do is that you also definitely get the feeling of the womb space, mm-hmm. where the inner space, the cave where things are mm. transformed. Mm. So you'll also see all, um, definitely a lot of the mica and the, mm. the ground up charcoal. So lots and lots of textures. Mm. So forward (laughs) that's so exciting I really hope that you do make it to Venice because I can get there a lot quicker than I can to South Africa (laughs) oh that's so wonderful well listen I can't thank you enough not only for your time but also for this incredible body of work that you're gifting to the world it's definitely helping us all transform our souls in these very transformative times thank you so much thank you very much Stephanie I appreciate it thank you well thanks again to Leanne for spending time with us and please check out her website it's absolutely fascinating she had a virtual uh, exhibit that's still up that happened during the midst of the pandemic which I highly recommend And I'm looking forward to seeing the evolution of her art further. Now, a little bit of announcements at the end of the podcast. Um, For those of you who are following me and receiving emails and newsletters, you know that coming in autumn of 2023, I will be leading a tour in Namibia. And I will be doing this with an organization called Sophia Services. And the theme of the tour is called In Search of the Golden Heart of Africa. 
Now, for those of you who have been listening to me or reading my books, etc., you know that my evolution has gone quite, quite deeply in terms of my writing and my research. And it's interesting to me that people such as Hatiane Grobler and Leon Olivier and also Sophia Services are calling me to Africa, particularly South Africa. And what I have been exploring through my research is how much Africa and the wisdom of Africa is infused in these Black Madonnas. It's very, very fascinating history. For those of you who listen to the podcast, uh, Our Lady of Regula, that's a wonderful way of seeing how Africa weaves into this entire narrative and also the evolution of the art. So make sure to stay tuned. And if you want, you can sign up to receive regular uh, announcements. I only send them out once a month, so I won't be pestering you all the time. And you can also follow me on social media at Twitter at BL Madonna. I also have a Facebook page called The Heart of the Black Madonna. And I also have Instagram at Heart of the Black Madonna. So if you follow all of those, and including Tumblr, I also have a Tumblr. If you follow all of those, I'll be posting updates on the tour to Namibia. We don't have an exact date yet, but we do know it's going to be sometime in late September and October through October. And the first part will be in Namibia, and we will also go on safari during the second week of the tour. And I'm super excited to visit uh, Leanne when I'm in her neighborhood, so to speak, as well as Hetian. And I hope to have them both back on the podcast at some point. And if you would like to support this podcast, it is very easy to do that. We have many levels of support where you get special content, you get transcripts and monographs and ad-free podcasts, as well as sample chapters of upcoming books. And if I ever present a series of lectures on various subjects, you will get the recordings and PDFs of the slides and the papers associated with those lectures. You'll get all of that if you want to be a Patreon supporter. And at the end of the month, which is only a few days, I'm cutting off the offer to get the Monsan Michel series of lectures. Um, and we also have a bonus set of talks, which features the Black Madonna of Monsan Michel, which is quite interesting. And so if you would like those, you get videos plus papers and PDFs of the slides uh, for a $15 donation. Uh, PayPal me at the Black Madonna Heart. Um, I will receive though your donation and then I will send you a link where you can download all of the materials. So thank you again for tuning in. I so appreciate it. And we'll be starting a new month with all kinds of new information on various Black Madonnas and also the season of divine darkness. 
Until next time, this is Stephanie Georgiev wishing you many blessings on your journey.